Welcome to Robert's podcast <laughs> featuring Jimmy and Jack. Featuring, uh, featuring Jimmy with Jack. Welcome to Latsu Pod, um, a Latsu game podcast. Um, we've we have um, recorded um, a couple of different episodes uh, discussing both Metroid and. Um, the Horizon Zero Dawn and our expectations for the game we're about to talk or about. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, right. Uh, the episode. Exactly. Yes. Um, and we ha- had been uploading these um, to YouTube and just figured that it makes more sense uh, for the sake of you know the the audio format that we we formalize a little bit so this is uh likely going to be the first episode um in this series and we are happy to um discuss uh games we've played and potentially other interesting topics and events and things like that down the line um but briefly lads game um is a group of us who uh over um i guess like quarantine in 2020 got together and decided to form a book club uh, about video games uh and we play games together at the same time or simultaneously at least and review them and talk about them so uh today we are talking about uh the recent uh entry in the horizon franchise recent mean second uh horizon forbidden west um uh i'm robert and uh jack you have uh an intro for the yes game, right? uh yes hi uh this is jack <laughs> and for those of you who don't know um horizon forbidden west is a 2022 action role-playing game it's developed by guerrilla games and published by sony interactive entertainment horizon forbidden west continues the story of aloy from horizon zero dawn the first game in the series Aloy is a young hunter of the Nora tribe as she leads a band of companions on a quest to the arcane frontier known as the Forbidden West. It's the titular role to find the source of a mysterious plague that kills all it infects. Sounds sounds heavy. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, that, that's my only complaint about this game is that it could have used about 50% more jokes. <laughs> yeah. Just like hard comedy, you know, like Pratt Falls, slipping on banana peels, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, in addition to uh, myself, Lad Robert, and Lad Jack, we also have joining us... Uh, Lad Jimmy, uh, glad to be here again uh, for this conversation. Um, also, We almost didn't invite you. <laughs> it's in my apartment, which would be funny, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, I also feel compelled to say that uh, full spoilers for this game. Yes. Yeah, great, yeah, so. great. Definitely tons of spoilers here. We're gonna That's be... the pace of it, is that Robert introduces the podcast, I introduce the game, and then you just say spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> warnings. Uh, that was clean. That was a clean intro. Way to go, lads. Um, <laughs> so... Well, now it's not a clean intro. <laughs> well, he's going to cut that out. We're going right, okay, to... Right, gonna, gonna, yeah. You're going to edit this yeah video. anyone anyone listening to this know that it is 100 percent edited and <laughs> most words um were ai put in <laughs> <laughs> um cool so um we're we're just gonna jump in right now um we are each individually going to give uh, our score for the game using the standard uh one to five lad rating that which you're, is recognized by most governments yeah, <laughs> that you're all so familiar with as well as sort of like a i guess brief kind of um th- thoughts on, on the game and then we'll dive into to, uh, a little bit more uh, on specific subjects. So um, I believe, uh, Jimmy, you want to start? I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm really. I'm s- just, just go. Just go. 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 Just right, say guys. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, uh, I played. 
Horizon Forbidden West. And um, I had played it, uh, I think we met, I probably mentioned this on the pre-show, or the preview show, um, but I had ran through Zero Dawn as a way of just like catching up and being a part of the conversation for Forbidden West. I enjoyed Zero Dawn quite a bit, had a lot of notes on it, but like overall came away thinking that was a a very good time um, and enjoyed it quite a bit. So I was excited for this game. Um, the entire time while playing this game, I had, you know, for a little bit in the beginning, I was bouncing between two numbers and then I like really zeroed in on one number. Um, and what was interesting about this playthrough is that I don't know if I've ever had such a hard turn on a game at such a late stage. <laughs> Let me finish. Um, at such a late stage, like we, I've had turns in games and I've had changes of opinion, but this like came on late, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and it's also why um, two of the lads I've been hyping up my take is like potentially a hot take just because at least for me, it's been an interesting journey. Um, so I, in playing the game, finishing the game with that hard turn in mind, <laughs> I've decided to give uh, this game a five out of five lads. <laughs> Now, why I you think son of a bitch, <laughs> you're so sick. I was like, I was like, you gotta fucking scroll up on that thing. I saw you hovering oh, around the thing. On purpose. Bastard. Okay. I wow. I'm giving this a five out of five wow. lad gift. Now, genuinely, and I'm so excited to talk about this because I have never played a game with such a late turn. We'll, we'll unpack that, I'm sure. And then I've also like this is a five out of five games that I have. I have serious issues with this game. Like like big issues many of which were not resolved or at least not cleanly resolved and yet when i think of video games and i think of horizon forbidden west there are so many aspects of this game that are top tier um music top soundtrack like in the conversation for best ever i'm gonna say it uh story i'm sure we'll have a lot to say I think regardless of your opinion on the overall story, I, I think that the narrative is in the top conversation. Characterization, top. I mean, there's just so many parts of this game that are superb, like a masterclass that for whatever flaws there are, and there are flaws for me, um, it is overshadowed by the positive. Um, now, in terms of the, the readout through the ratings here, I chose a five, despite all of the complaints that I do have about this game because of that X factor, um, because I feel like this game, again, there's just so many individual parts of it that are so top tier that that in and of itself is the X factor for me, that it's like, how many, how many times can I say this is a top two, you know, in this particular category before I say that it's a top video game of all time? I, I don't know. I, I think it's a five out of five game. I can't wait to talk about the good and the bad. Um, definitely the 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 weirdest feeling five out of five I've ever given, but one that I think that is well deserved. Cool. Um, five is pretty rare for us, especially in our new um, uh, our new system of rating. Um, yeah. Would th- this would be the f- oh second one of the season? Um, yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So my rating. Um, 
I uh, was a huge fan of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I probably the best narrative I've ever uh, played in a game. Uh, I, I'd imagine, um, and uh, I had similar expectations for this game, and for the most part, they were uh, met, and in a lot of times exceeded. I think. The gameplay was massively improved upon, particularly in the combat. Um, I The voice acting was stepped up to another level. The side quests, all of that was exceptional. Um, I had a couple of issues, a couple of significant issues with the way that the game played from a technical perspective. I don't know how to describe that other than like just what I think is maybe some like bugs and glitches. Uh, that could have been fixed with a delayed uh, release or something like that. And I also did not like the ending. And I think the ending was a huge hard turn for me. Uh, and for that, I'm actually going to give this a 4.5 lat. So uh, very, very close to a 5. Uh, very, very much. I wanted to. I wanted to so bad. And as we'll get into it, I think, honestly, I probably could have forgiven the mechanic stuff if it wasn't for the story beat that really bothered me, which we'll get into a little bit. But um, still a remarkable game. Um, something that I would play over and over again. I would never dissuade anyone from, from pl playing something like this. But there's a couple things that just missed the mark uh, for me for making um, a perfect perfect game mm -hmm. I am so relieved <laughs> before we record reader before we recorded <laughs> I said that I wanted to go last on the score and it was because and I told my roommate this a week ago I finished the game and my heart said 4.5 <laughs> and I was so disappointed because like Robert I also wanted this to be this like that was Perfect, mm -hmm. but four reasons we'll get into. My rating is also a four point five. I'm very interested to talk narrative because that point five comes off in the ending as well for me, yeah. and so really curious to talk about that. Also, very similarly, and I won't spend too much time on this because I feel like I'm now repeating a lot of what you said, Robert. Is I had a lot of issues technically. There were a lot of glitches. Mm -hmm. I had to reset the game quite a few times. Um, the score dropped out halfway through the final boss fight for me. Wow. And it was Whoa. devastating. Like, it was... I reset it a couple times, and it it just... It was not there, and I have no idea wow. why. And it was wow. very disheartening. And there are some other small things that we'll get into as well. But on the positive side, now that I'm, my relief is, is apparent, this game is an incredible feat um, because, and we'll get into the narrative, it seems like they're really setting it up for a third one. I am now m even more optimistic that this, their third iteration, if they continue with this franchise in the same way, will be the one. And that, I think, is a good sign in and of itself. Well, I want to talk about narrative in a sec, but just out of curiosity, because I don't know if we've actually ever discussed this, what would be your rating for Zero Dawn? And I don't know if you are comfortable giving a rating with the way that you played it. I can give it, like, off the hip. I feel like zero... Uh, actually, I don't know. It, it was definitely much lower for me, like probably in the threes somewhere. Yeah. Um, superb, basically, almost no notes on the story for that one, but the gameplay I really didn't like. Um, yeah, I feel like you guys probably have more to say on that. Zero Dawn is a four for me. Zero Dawn's a four for me as well. And mostly story in the positive. Like, yeah. that story is perfect. Yeah, yeah. the story... Every story beat of that is for everything. flawlessly executed... 
Um, you can, there's understandable complaints about that. It's a lot of lore dumping in that first one. There's a lot, you know, a lot of it is like in these big swaths of text that kind of go on forever. Um, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, absolutely yeah. perfect. Most of my gripes with the first game are the gameplay and, um, it's a little, um, the first game feels a little narrow in scope in terms of the world. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're kind of walking through the same version of five or six different environments is like forest snow desert and then in between there are these like corrupted zones with the corrupted machines yeah. and that's kind of like it whereas and we'll talk about it for bin west the world is so diverse yeah. and so yeah. everywhere you look there's like a new interesting thing to take in and zero dawn loses points for me on that front cool well let's talk about narrative then sort of off of that um i i feel like based on our conversations perhaps um we all had very similar opinions until the end of the narrative would yeah. that be so would that ending, be accurate well yes and i'm curious jimmy so you said it turned at the end did it turn it turned positive well the, what turned for me I, I was always in on the narrative that yeah. wasn't what was turned the gameplay turned for me um and i am oh, not too proud to admit and we'll talk more about it when we get to the gameplay mode that i didn't know how to play this game until probably 30 hours in and once i figured it out I had so much more fun. Wow. So we'll talk more about that when we get to gameplay. I'm so curious. That's the big that. turn I had. Okay. I, when it turned for me, guys, was when we had our lads night and we were oh, playing. Oh, really? That's how late <laughs> in the game. Wow. That's how late in for, the game. For context, we had a night where we were just over at Robert's apartment and we were just taking turns, taking down machines yeah. and like demonstrating technique. Um, oh, and we also went to like a bar after and did like a lot of other fun things. Yeah, we were that was good. just the preamble. That yeah. was po post post uh, strip club pre bar <laughs> crawl. For Still sure. had glitter on us. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so narrative. I mean, um, I um, I think the ending is a, a huge thing uh, that I want to talk about because it's probably my only negative note, and then we can chat a little bit. I think more. we, we want to talk. Sandwich it. Or well, I was gonna like, say. Yeah, I, th I, I think we should talk a little bit just for context about what the overreaching plot of this is so that the ending we can talk about why the ending doesn't work for us some of us does work for others yeah why don't, why don't, would you mind giving I would that overview yes i would love to <laughs> so yeah um and this a lot of what i'm about to say as pure summary is also something that i would consider blanket positive mm -hmm. the story of this game is very cool as i said in the synopsis it is Aloy, the protagonist of Zero Dawn, venturing into an unknown territory called the Forbidden West to find the source of a plague that is known as the Blight in the world, yes? Yep. Known as the it Blight. It has a couple different names. Yeah, some of the tribes calls, calls them different things, but essentially a, a bio-plague that wreaks havoc on ecosystems, farm life, etc. And Aloy has to basically, in order to stop this plague, finds out that she has to piece together a hyper-intelligent AI named Gaia, that is basically the central part of both games. Gaia is an AI that controls the Earth's biosphere and oceans and animal life and creates the robots that you see in gameplay videos to do whatever needs to be done for to terraform Earth. To, re to reset the Earth. To reset the Earth. In a, yes, in a post-apocalyptic scenario, Gaia uh, recreates Earth from nothing. Um, and the main premise of this game is that you have to assemble a band of friends to put Gaia back together. Meanwhile, as you're doing this, you find out that in the apocalypse that caused Earth's downfall, a small group of humans that were mostly rich, um, hyper-intelligent, powerful, escaped Earth's impending apocalypse on a spaceship called the Odyssey and have now returned to Earth 
to essentially reclaim it. But before they reclaim it, their plan is to destroy the biosphere that Gaia has created using, this is pedantic, but using a sub-function of Gaia called Hades that is basically a big reset button so that they can mold the Earth in their own image. So that's the existential threat that is at play in Horizon Forbidden West is this oligarchical society of small humans that once escaped the apocalypse coming back to reset the Earth to make it in their own image. And Aoi and her friends and Gaia stand against that and not only that but one one big thing about zero dawn is that this sort of like cycle of recreating earth had happened multiple times and yes. the hades sub function of this larger ai's purpose in its like proper working function is to sort of reset again in a in a positive way to restart and in zero dawn one of the big things was that Hades was corrupted. There was a signal that corrupted yes. Hades that you had to get rid of. And so in addition to restarting Gaia and Forbidden West, the sort of curiosity, if not direct goal, was to figure out who exactly had sent out the signal. And the assumption for most of the game is that it is um, the Far Zenith, this new Yes, yes. the Far Zeniths are um, the humans who escaped Earth in the yeah. original apocalypse. What about that did you not like? I'm curious. <laughs> so that <laughs> is incredible. Well, so I guess we should now yeah, talk let's about get the ending. I, yeah. And so I, I was bought into that the entire time. Uh, me too. No, there is nothing about that that I didn't like. I was, I was writing, I was writing uh, Horizon Final Frontier in my head the yeah. entire time. Yes. I thought we were going to space. I was so excited about that. And when it and you almost do, we almost do. And and when it when it turned for me was when um, very close to the end of the game. In fact, in the last mission, I believe you figure out that. The Far Zenith were not the ones who had sent that signal to corrupt Hades. It was Nemesis, this other AI that is essentially like... It's a reflection of all of Far Zenith's collective consciousnesses, which was designed to give them digital immortality. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't know, the way you said that scares me, because I thought that awesome and just yet another example of their own hubris and ego i'll let robert finish his thought but we'll get to i i think in concept i think that's cool Mm -hmm. i think that's interesting my problem was that it was presented at the final hour it it was it was that the entire game you think far zenith is the enemy and nemesis at the very end shows up and the whole thing is that nemesis is essentially chasing far zenith yeah. uh, throughout the universe or the galaxy or whatever um and, and that that is the true enemy of the game now i am happy to take many sort of like leaps with this game in terms of like narratively like oh maybe that doesn't make sense but i'm gonna buy into it because it's this game what i don't buy into is that far zenith would have never mentioned nemesis at all the entire time that maybe you're interact they interact with aloy or anything like that and i think that at the end the 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 issue being like oh there's another ai is the it just feels like the same thing over again, but in a bigger way. I so I really liked that it was um, there through their own doing, through their own ego. They you know wasn't enough that they had gained immortality, not enough that they had made it to another planet uh, and created it from the ground up. Um, you know, it wasn't enough that they had done all that. They needed to take it a step further and download their consciousness forever as well. And I love that that 
like bit them in the ass basically I, I, it's interesting, and I don't know, maybe this conversation won't be as interesting as I had hoped, because <laughs> I don't have anything to say other than what you just said, I loved. And I, 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 I don't have, like, another way of spinning it. I thought it was so cool, and I guess I really like that narrative twist, uh, I don't know if you would call it a trope, of, like, the bad guy that you're scared of, they're scared of something. And it didn't bother me that you don't know about it beforehand. Um, because when, when would you have found that out? It's not like you're really having conversations with the Zenith. They're relatively you know, mysterious throughout the whole time. And why would it make sense for them to admit fault? Like that's their whole thing is that they're, they think they're you know, uh, flawless individuals uh, without, mm -hmm. you know, without any flaws. I, I don't think it would make sense that they would say, we messed up and now we're going to fix our mistake by doing this. I think it makes perfect sense that that is something that they would have kept close to the chest. It would completely ruin their facade of being yeah. these immortal beings well, if they had, um, if they had told Aloy that. And I also don't think, I don't think it would make sense for them to like have a sit down conversation with anyone. I don't think it would have needed to have been a sit down conversation. I think that if they had alluded to something bigger, because it's really not. If I'm remembering correctly, correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, we don't even hear of anything about Nemesis until there's a point. I think it's in the elevator at the end when you're going up, and Beta is going over some files, yeah. and Nemesis pops it's up. It's Alba. Says oh, something called Nemesis. Yeah. In, in like the very last minute. And so to introduce something that big, that close to the end, was my problem. And I think you do have to restructure the way that they you interact with Farzinus to fix that. Because I agree, I don't think it's like a sit-down conversation. But not only was the timing of it off to me, and even just like, I don't mind big plot twists, like even... um. Um, I'm forgetting her name now, the Farzenith that Tilda. helps you. Tilda, even Tilda's sort of like turn, um, mm. while predictable, I think is still like fine. And I don't mind big twists like that and all, mm. like you're really against, uh, you know, Aloy, but it's, it's the, it's the sort of like brevity of something like that. And the fact that it's just another AI, like, I know it's but like, it's, a little different, it's structured in a different way, but in it's in a lot of ways, it's like the same to mm. me. I mean, I guess it's the same on just like a very superficial level of like it is this uh, non-tangible entity, but it's not an AI because it is a replica of their own self, like their own being. Like I I'm not expecting to talk to like a cold heartless computer. I'm expecting to talk to reflections of the Zenith. Oh, so that's an interesting interpretation of that because I'm thinking it's just like- yeah. Well, I think it's a little 80s. of both. To offer a counterpoint to what you're saying, my issue with the ending is actually, even though Robert and I agreed that that feels false or rings not super true in that mm. moment, my issue with it is actually different. Mm. It's not the late stage introduction because I don't mind a heel turn, you know, mm. like that. But, and I also wanted to say, I agree with you, I do love the trope of the bad guy has a bigger bad guy, you mm. know, like the yeah. bigger fish coming after. Um my problem is actually, it's really, this is what's so annoying about it and why I still was torn about maybe giving it a five, is that it's really nitpicky. I was mad because they had never talked about or introduced the idea of the Zeniths being interested in digital immortality. 
So the idea that fuels the nemesis twist also comes out of nowhere. So at the same time that you're learning that the Zeniths had a preoccupation with digital immortality, mm-hmm. you're also being introduced, oh, and that thing that you just learned about is also caused this problem. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel set up in an organic way where it feels like, oh, of course, like the Zeniths have this thing where they want their ultimate goal is to be digitally immortal. Yeah. And now I see why I was why um Silence, one of the other characters in the game, was right to mistrust Tilda and mm-hmm. it just is a turn for the sake of having a turn. Hmm. And that is ultimately my issue with it is that if they had planted the idea because I, I think they were honestly worried about giving themselves away. And what's silly is that just planting the idea of this preoccupation with digital immortality would not have given away the idea of Nemesis, mm-hmm. but it would have made that turn make more sense in the internal logic of the world rather than now at the last minute also explaining to me that the Zeniths have this other motivation that I've never heard about and this this concept that I've never heard about either. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not really a subject of a lot of sci-fi like digital immortality. I guess I'm not... I, I don't know. I feel like I... I don't find it such a stretch that they would be interested in something like that. I think a lot of this story is kind of like, you know, here's the bad things that happen when people with unlimited resources and power have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Um, And I think in a way, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, isn't the story with Pharaoh in the pre-apocalypse world that he like, for lack of a better word, gets like bored with his company and then starts making you know war machines or whatever you know so i feel like this idea that yeah if you give rich egotistical maniacs a thousand years of immortality they probably would start to uh, you know continue to expand past um yeah their own limits i totally agree it's just not um it doesn't feel like a stretch it just doesn't feel very artfully told it feels hmm. sort of like shoved in. So a few things off of what you were just saying, Jack, mm-hmm. that I was thinking first, I will to counter something that you said, I think that the idea now that I'm thinking about it, the idea of immortality is introduced in Ted Farrow's thing with mm-hmm. physical immortality, right. which is really interesting. And, and maybe it's just something that I didn't catch on that I was supposed to catch on about, like just keeping that in my head. But maybe, and I also, the, the Ted Farrow thing I really liked, but was also really quick too. So that's, but that was physical immortality. Right. We're well, just talking about digital. Well, what I'm saying is maybe like planting just the concept of immortality in your head is possible. Didn't land for me if that's what they were trying to do but i i know what they were doing with immortality the problem was when tilda has that turn she there's two beats to the moment which she has to first explain to us and aloy what digital immortality is and that it was something that the zeniths were interested in because that's honestly the bigger issue for me is that I didn't know until that moment that that was something they were aspiring to. And, and motivation is at the root of all great storytelling, right? It's like, so you can't just introduce a motivation along with the twist that is caused by said motivation in one swoop. It yeah. doesn't mm. It doesn't make it satisfying. And again, just, I, I guess for the record, like, I didn't need that. I, I That motivation to me made sense. It didn't feel like it was introduced late. It felt like it was a continuation albeit differently, of themes and ideas that we've already seen with the Z. Definitely. I just would have liked it to have been... It it wouldn't have taken much. Again, what you were saying, Robert, like, you could have done plants for that 
in the Ted Farrow storyline. Sure. Yeah, also... That would have just made it just that much more subtle and uh, artfully told. Something else they thought about that I forgot about until this moment, until you mentioned Silence. Silence did the thing, which I didn't like Silence this game at all, because... He didn't have a very big role. He didn't have a very big role, but it was just the same note as last, where he would come in, come in at the very end and be like, I knew the whole time, and I was just playing you. And it's like, well... Maybe silence could have been that way to sort of like hint at it. Like if silence knew the whole time, because like the whole thing was that he had talked to Hades and Hades had told him right. all of this, right? Silence could have alluded to something bigger or even like given some sort of reference that would have made it make more sense to me. Right. It he w- says that Aloy shouldn't trust Tilda, but offers no reason why. For seemingly no reason, why wouldn't he tell her, like, you know, you shouldn't trust her because she's after digital immortality. There's this thing called Nemesis, you know? Yeah, I just... at that point, he still needs to shut down the other Zenith, so to throw a wrench into the works wouldn't also... That would potentially jeopardize... But he is trying to actively get Aloy to distrust Tilda in that moment. So it seems weird that he would, like, Mm. go up to the one-yard line. See, I almost feel... And again, this is, you know, totally opinions. I'm not saying that you guys are wrong at all. But I almost feel like it's... I almost feel like it's, like... I kind of read it as, like, Silent enjoys being the one in control. Is smug and the one in control. And so Tilda is this, like, oh, well, like, I can go to some other mysterious shadowy figure now, like... No, no, I don't need you anymore. Sure. And I could see him being petty over that. You know, I, right. I also like don't necessarily. I mean, I understand the ending in the sense that like Aloy needs to go against Silence to sort of like make her own plan work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it was all it 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 felt a little rushed to me. It felt a little forced to me. And in a game that I think does the like plant and reveal so well, mm-hmm. I just think it felt like uncharacteristic of the game i completely agree. and and sort of in all the things i had in my head about what the game could be uh, the next game in what i'm sure is in in this trilogy are gone and i think the ideas that it leaves are a little bit more boring to me where it's Mm. like the ai comes to this world supposedly because aloy's the whole thing is like they're gonna stay right they're gonna stay and hunker down and protect the world again from like from an like what is this ai what is nemesis gonna do the stakes that i do like that they introduced for the third game is that aloy says in the epilogue that nemesis was a big enough threat to destroy the far zeniths Mm -hmm. and their colony world on sirius Yeah. yeah yeah and there's this very insurmountable problem introduced of like if they couldn't beat Nemesis, how the fuck are we who fight with spears and bows and arrows going to do it? And yeah. that is interesting to me. But I, I I, do agree with you in that one of the things that I really liked in the positive section of the story for Forbidden West is that I really appreciated that unlike the first game, which I still love the story of the first game, they took a different pivot and went with a much more intimate storyline about yeah. like the evils of individuals mm-hmm. and not so much yeah. like this grand existential threat Mm -hmm. even though there is an element of that and now to go back to something that feels like just like a larger existential threat feels like not as much of a progression well i guess like what i'm looking for at this point and what i really enjoyed is that they seem to lay the cards on the table at the end of and then one of the things it's kind of funny that we have different opinion on this because for the first game i actually the only part of the story i didn't like is that you're questing after 
who sent the the Hades signal the entire game, and then you just don't find out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I guess that's next game. I hate books do that a lot, where they're like, you better buy the second book to figure <laughs> out what these 500 pages mean. And so I really didn't like that they just didn't answer that question and said, next time, kids. And so this time, they introduced Nemesis, but they very clearly like show, like, yep, this is the problem now. And I assume that the next game is not going to be as much of like a questions answered so much as uh, now that the questions answer what are we going to do with it right so i think that that makes for a satisfying conclusion in a way and i'm sure that they're obviously gonna have some mystery and intrigue and all that of course but i will say tonally it was a bummer of an ending because well not a bummer but um very disjointed for me because everybody's celebrating but i'm like Ooh, like nemesis yeah. is this huge like i i know what they were going for that they were trying to make it that aloy is like not as happy about the celebration but everybody else is like yeah, unaware yeah. or whatever but it it um it doesn't quite i was thinking a lot about sequels that are a part of a trilogy and that have sad endings or um for lack of a better term like the good guys don't win at the end yeah. um empire strikes back comes to mind mm-hmm. the last jedi also another star wars reference the ones in particular that I was really thinking about were um, in Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. book two of the original series and book three of Korra that end on these like downer notes but still feel like very satisfying. And this felt a little bit too much like it was trying to have its cake and eat it too mm-hmm. and be like, you won! But there's this giant existential mm. threat hurtling towards Earth. Well, it's and interesting it... that you men- mentioned Empire, because I feel like they have the same exact thing, where they end with that nice little, you're all with your buddies at the end, and you're kind of like... You know, right, like... but they don't, like, there's this, like, overwhelming sense of, like, they didn't defeat the Empire at all. Like, they haven't made any progress with the evil of the Empire. Well, yeah. so that's, so in, in just in continuing that comparison, I think... No matter what, it's like in a Star Wars kind of setting, the threat is still kind of like a numbers game in some ways, right? Where yeah. it's like it's the the good has to triumph or the evil by get banding together and doing whatever you need to. Right. What I don't like about the ending of this, what I think it sets up, and I know they're going to solve it in a way that's different than this, but it's like it really seems like there's no hope. And it's the same thing that I think the Marvel Universe does sometimes where they – I mean if you think about introducing the problem of something like the, the Infinity Stones together – there, there's no way that you can fathom being able to beat something like that. Like you get, yeah. you get so big that the problem is inventing something new to beat the thing. And I don't like that as an ending. I think the what I'm, what we're seeing now is like, okay, this thing, like you said, that beats Sirius or, or beats the whole planet on this Zenith, like yeah. Zenith, the, beats Zenith on this like planet, and now they're fighting like the, you know, sort of like more tribal like spear sticks and, and stones, sticks, sticks and yeah. stone kind of thing like so how do you beat it right and and i don't think there's any hope for that and i know that there is going to be hope and i know mm-hmm. that they will win and but i don't know how yet or even how that's even possible and so that's what i don't like like i don't like the sort of like hint of what's to come that i actually really liked about the ending of zero dawn which is like the whole game was about beating hades and now it's like oh well now who did now, who sent the Hades? Yeah, I think that's what's interesting about the ending of Zero Dawn is that it's a little... The tease of the next game is a little smaller and a little simpler. It's just, you beat Hades, but now there's a lingering question of who and why sent this signal. You know, like, what is the purpose of beating Hades in the first mm-hmm. place? Whereas this one doesn't feel so much like it's asking a question about the conflict of this game, so much as it's saying, oh, you haven't done shit. Yeah. You know, like, which is so bleak, and it doesn't feel like a progression. It just feels like, 
oh no, like this is really dark. And yet the game also is like, you did it, hooray! And yeah. so it's a little disjointed. That, that for I don't. Me. That I don't mind I don't, as much. I think I don't yeah. mind the like the cheery ending into that. I I think. And I think we'll maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more. We're talking about like side quests and stuff like that. But I'm very much able to buy into the fact that she's able to do stuff not related to the main quests at all at the end. And so, like, yeah. particularly in this, because you know, at the ending of Forbidden West, they're implying that she has to gather everyone mm-hmm. all the way from you know a- a- Aloy's um, original like hometown to the far west to come together. And you know, my guess, and just like if I had to make a wild swing at it, is that they're gonna find a bunch of tech on the like leftover ship that's there that they can bring together to try and defeat Mm. the thing but like again it's just like okay so you just have to find something more powerful to defeat it right i feel like though that this is a little bit of like inventing a complaint that's not actually there yet like shouldn't we shouldn't we let the game come yeah the third game could fix a lot of these problems for sure i i my issue is more that like i don't know why they felt the need to end this game with this note about Nemesis that is feels so deeply bleak. Mm. Whereas, I, it, to me, ultimately, it felt like they just wanted to have a heel turn twist. And so they were like, we're going to do this, and mm-hmm. we're going to make this happen. Whereas, I, I don't think this game needed that. They, now that mm. I'm thinking about it, I feel like you could have almost done it in a way where she doesn't do the whole, like nemesis is the collection of our consciousness and now mm-hmm. it's coming to it's chasing us and now we're going away it could have been her like like you you fucked up nemesis is coming you don't even know what this right. is and you don't you have don't... to explain what nemesis is it could just be like it could even be it could literally that scene with tilda at the end could literally just be like tilda dies she's like i have to get you off this planet Aloy's like why and she's like you just have to trust me you have yeah. to trust me get on and and then kills tilda and then literally could be a post credits like i found files for something called nemesis you know like it, yeah, you just man, need like a smaller tease like that so that's that's closer to the zero dawn and zero dawn it would be this way right i've just played another 40 hours with no conclusion or but it has a it has a conclusion it's just teasing the next whereas this feels like but this to me feels like less of a conclusion because it's like i i really like okay i love it it's it's interesting like i genuinely wish we had an audience now because i'd like to hear other opinions yeah i I think we just fundamentally see things differently which is totally fine i think that's i'm i'm that's the fix for the game like if i if i did do one thing that would have made it a five for me fully on record to say i that would have made so 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 comparison if we're talking so there was no winning there was never a chance no so talking so talking about star wars uh, again and uh, i should say i think that the avatar comparisons are more appropriate in this situation mm -hmm. because I do have Empire is not as good of an example. D- didn't they tack on that ending too? Because they thought that it was too depressing. Yeah, I think I read they did. Like but um, anyway, the yeah. the reason the Avatar ending works so well for me because I'm like, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna have a bleak ending, just do it. Mm-hmm. I love the end of book two of Avatar. The Earth Kingdom has fallen. Period. Credits. Like mm-hmm. so dramatic. Yeah, it totally. really has this inherent question of like, well, what now? You know, and it's that's so compelling. If you're gonna do a bleak ending, do it. But I understand that, like in a video game, it's hard because 
inherent in a well, video game is overcoming challenges. Yeah. So it's it's a little harder to pull. So off. you know something that you've mentioned that I, I want to clarify the whole like oh there's an actual bigger bad that's out there. I love that, and mm. a really good example of that though slightly different is the end of um, Fallen Order, right? Mm. Where you're yeah. you're fighting um, the second sister, and and then you see Vader in the background, and you see she is terrified, and you as Cal Kestis doesn't really know much about Vader. I'm, I'm I think, right? Um, no, he's like part. I don't know. He's like that doesn't look good. They don't yeah. know who Vader so, is. So like obviously we as a audience it's for understand. Audience, so it's a yeah. little bit different. But I love that where it's like there's something bigger out there. So I do like the whole. There's a bigger mm-hmm. bad. It's the it's the it's the maybe that maybe that's what it is. It's, the it's just the explanation. It, yeah. It's the nuances of how it is revealed and how much they reveal that makes it feel shoehorned as opposed to feeling like thoughtfully planted you know it feels it feels like a good second act ending or like something that i would want to like i want to play it immediately to figure out what's going on i don't Mm. think it's a good ending i think it's one of those things with i mean i don't know maybe this is a trilogy now that i'm thinking about it It feels like it's Mm. setting up really well Well, as like a trilogy and again it's hard because i do i could very much foresee a world where the third game comes out and I'm like, actually, the ending of Forbidden West is perfect. I totally understand why they did it yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. It's just hard because in the moment, it feels somewhat dissatisfying. The yeah. shot that was really bothering me at the end was the shot of the big projection of Nemesis while they're all cheering and they're all just facing the wrong way, except <laughs> Aloy, who's looking at Nemesis. And I'm like, turn around <laughs> like look at what yeah. wouldn't anybody would turn around and be like well what's that Aloy you and it's know? like and it like, is like the but big, it just feels it's like a the red game blob is, right like that's it's, it's like, like an a, amorphous red blob yeah. and I'm like Ugh, I'm boy. like it feels like just a little too like um it feels like the game ends because they're like it's been 40 hours <laughs> like it's time for oh the game to end God. like there's if you had unlimited time the story is like not really over yeah. it just feels yeah, like yeah but it's a tr- it's for sure a trilogy i know like, i know and again, i don't think that's in doubt you know maybe no, absolutely. maybe yeah. well that's the thing i think like you know it's most most um most video games aren't structured like this this is mm. very much structured like like a movie mm-hmm. like trilogy or something like, which i think is ultimately a good thing but when you're talking about you know 40 or 80 hours mm-hmm. that and then years and years and years yeah. in between that that's just what i don't like so i to your point i would say that it's possible after playing the third game that i'll reflect on this and be like oh i understand why they did what they did yeah. but as i'm sitting here right now i don't understand why they ended it that way mm-hmm. in the same way that you didn't understand why they ended zero dawn yeah i think really also mean... it's it is oh sorry go ahead no go for it all i was gonna say is just i think what's tricky is is that they one thing that i do really enjoy about the ending and tilda in particular and her heel turn is i love the theme about her and elizabeth sobeck mm-hmm. where she was like i was friends with elizabeth sobeck for those of you who don't know elizabeth sobeck is the inventor of gaia and Aloy's genetic clone, or rather, Aloy's genetic clone yeah. of Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, Tilda, during the apocalypse, could not save Elizabeth, and now feels the duty to save Aloy. Chills. I loved yeah. that moment, and the problem is that I think that they were right to include that moment in the story, but I think they felt that they could not do that moment without explaining what Nemesis is. Yeah. Unlike what our pitch was, which was saying, you have to trust me, you have to trust me, get on the ship. I feel like somebody in the note process was like, it doesn't make sense and it's not, 
it doesn't work if we don't understand why she wants to get Aloy off yeah. the planet. And we could debate whether or not it would all night long, mm-hmm. but I think that was their thought process, was they were like, we have to include this idea in this game. And I think that was the right call, but they didn't know how to do it without fully explaining what Nemesis is, and so they also put that in. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, I, I was fully here for the Nemesis reveal. I love that I know going into this game what we're going to be up against. Mm-hmm. Doesn't... Like I, I guess I get what you're you're saying, Robert, with your argument of like I, you know, you don't like this idea of like well ha- the only way is if they pull this you know uh, uh, we found a bigger gun type of thing that can destroy <laughs> this now. I kind of I kind of am okay though not knowing, and I like this idea of you know choosing to stay with this planet and seeing it through to yeah. the end, um, which I I don't know I th- I think that resonates with me. Um, Man, I just in you repeating I, the Tilda story too. I think I that love, I, I love. That and also, I'm, as I'm just reflecting now, I feel like that's so cool for Tilda because she's she's such a flawed character because it seems like she's different, right, yeah. than the other Zeniths. But I it, like as Tilda it, as a character. I, I it, really do. As and it turns Karen out, Moss, right? That's the name. Yeah. Of that. she's amazing. Yeah. Great. It, what I what I really like though, and in you repeating it has made mm. me thought think about this is that we think that she's a different Zenith, but she really isn't. She's just as selfish as the others, and she almost wants to, like, collect Aloy. She, she's, like, the, the Bill Gates of, like, billionaires or whatever, where mm. it's like, okay, maybe you've done good things, but, like, you're still Well, evil. it's like, she wants to help Aloy, which is not selfish, but the reason she wants to help Aloy is to absolve her own guilt, yeah. which is selfish. That, so it's yeah, like a Mobius so... strip of, like, she's bad, she's not bad, she's yeah. bad, she's not bad. And... I, again, to your point, to again to go into some narrative stuff that I really loved, um, my favorite line in the or I don't not line but favorite moment in the entire game is when Tilda is trying to convince Aloy to get on the ship, and again for those of you who don't know in Zero Dawn there's this idea that Elizabeth created Gaia and Project Zero Dawn, which is the where the first game gets its name, um, knowing that she would die and not see the. Um, the world that it would create and she says to Aloy in that moment if Elizabeth were here she would get on the ship with me mm-hmm. to create a new world because that was the same choice that she had to make with Operation Enduring Victory which was like when how all of humanity sacrificed their lives to buy time for um, uh, Project Zero Dawn so she that I was was really interesting because I started to wonder I was like would Elizabeth have gotten on the ship like mm-hmm. is she right and yeah. maybe no stru- structured really well i have no problems with it i think now that i'm thinking about it, the core of it is that perhaps jack and like there, there there's two different types of endings that we're talking about here it sounds like jack and i prefer the ending where the question is the mystery or like the cliffhanger or whatever is what's going on versus jimmy it sounds like you like more what's the solution to yeah. the, mm. what's going on well said. Beautiful way. Of yeah, <laughs> and, and I and I think this. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the structure uh, for me it works. The mystery that 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 mystery works better than the mystery that, yeah. that yeah. you like. I I think and maybe we can use this as a segue to some other things. Yeah. Ultimately, for any because uh, I don't know those when you're talking about for you seventy hours of story you're talking about a significant one hour of story that has bumped it down out of a five. And I guess I would just like to go back to my other point of like, there are so many other parts of this game that are perfect. Yeah. So, that so I think I can, 
I mean, I'm, I clearly have, as we'll get into, hand-waved a lot of issues. So I think that I'll say, maybe I, I misspoke earlier, I would say that this is not the only reason that it got bumped back down half. Gameplay stuff was definitely a big part of that, too. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I would even say, we're talking about 15 minutes of yeah. story in, in well, a larger thing. Well, I think that's what thing. makes it harder, is because it really is, like, tweaks. Yeah, but the, I mean, reason. the ending is important to anything, right? Yeah. Like, the way that something ends. Well, I think of a game like, I mean, not to go on another tangent, but I think of a game like Red Dead, where there, my only notes on that story are a couple of little things at the end of it, but I think that the rest of it is so triumphant that it's perfect. Oh, I think that I think see that. So I would, yeah. I would, if there's, if this thing that I had an issue with was like in the middle, like if I had, if I had an issue with like say, um, uh, like Beta as a character or something like that, whatever, like then that that would be a little bit different. But the fact that it was like such the ending right the ending yeah, plot yeah. point was like big for me yeah and like I, I the rest of it i would agree is is mostly perfect i love the like the whole uh, the tanakh like inner like battles yeah. i i fully cried when aloy says like that's my sister oh now my God, that's like that's like, like, yeah. like it really is so good and so i don't want to so like good. downplay the story we're nitpicking something because i think it's the most contentious and the most like yeah. easy to it's talk hard about because, like you said it is the ending so it's of course going to come under the most scrutiny yeah then you know if it was a smaller detail with a supporting cast member middle of the way through it might be more hand waveable but because it is literally the last note uh, the credits were rolling and i just was sitting on my bed like huh oh man the credits were rolling and i was like i think this game is perfect well (laughs) that was another thing that i was thinking about with why i was at a 4.5 was because when i was playing hades which um for those of you who follow along playing the home game um hades is the only game i've given a five out of five and i was thinking about my experience playing the ending of that game where i was like breathless mm-hmm. the whole time playing the last level walking through the end watching the credits just like could not breathe and then i was like i didn't have that experience and i and, so that, and that's the same. And my the reason i didn't give hades a five is because at the end yeah. of the credits i was like nah that, that i don't like that we're, ending. Perfect perfect story. we're crazy we can't agree on anything <laughs> sorry hades, no absolutely no well notes. eventually we'll have a we'll have a we really thought this was going to be the one it's at the I'm beginning. horizon yeah. final frontier is is the, is the one yeah. in, in seven years when the honestly was... gorilla please pay us for that title because that's perfect that's <laughs> really that is is. The... are they going to get into trouble with like the star trek state or whatever like. we will viewers we're gonna chip in to buy the rights to final frontier as <laughs> or they could phrase. do like far zenith or something like that all right because mm. you know uh something to that effect horizon well because far zenith's all dead though right? yeah but like zenith far zenith still implies like you know far away the mm. pinnacle you know um yeah. you could do uh, uh horizon new, new horizons Horizon New Horizon. Yeah, Horizon New Horizon. Horizon New Horizons. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's perfect. perfect. Or how about just Just Horizon? Oh, no subtitle. Last Horizon. Wait, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking hurl. Oh my god, that's so good. Last Horizon. I actually was kind of fond of Just Horizon. I think that's kind of Horizon hard. That's metal, fire. Man, I like cold. that a Straight lot. Fire. Right, let's just start. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon. Uh, Forbidden West Horizon. Yeah. I don't know. I, They'll do, they honestly, the titles, they do titles really well in that I think the best titles are always the simplest. Like, it's never, of course the first game is called Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, of course this yeah. one's called Forbidden West. Yeah. Like, don't go to, I'm sure whatever design they come up with for the third game, what, what are you laughing at? Horizon, the last Sobek. Okay, let's talk about combat. I, I, <laughs> let's I, move on. There, there, I think the, the last title is going to be something final, something end, something like... Rise of like, Sobek. Rise of Sobek. 
the Phantom. The Sobek Awakens. <laughs> There's a third one. Attack of the Sobek now, which has been crazy. Ooh, the Attack of the Sobek. All the Aoi clones. Yeah. Like with bows. Yeah. <laughs> marching in line. Wait, I, okay, I, just to say. Aloy execute I think, um, I think that there's probably going to be something that we discover, uh, from Aloy's time. Was it implied, I don't know, you tell me, was it implied that Aloy hung out a bit after she got sealed out of the chamber and went to, like, you know, make sure that the world was saved from the, or the uh, project was saved? You know, in the first game, she, like, sacrifices herself by going outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She, like, that, she takes machines away from the Yeah, I feel, I was kind of expecting, I wasn't disappointed, I didn't need it. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of like, oh, she did something while she was out there that's going to be instrumental. Hmm, that's interesting. It'll um, be a little kind of like, oh, last minute new thing. That it's you a little bit of a, you know, a cheat, I guess. Yeah. I, I thought, I, I thought, I thought, going into this game, I was like, either Sobek or Pharaoh is alive still. Uh, like, I, I, I knew that I knew there was going to be something like that, or I had a premonition. I really thought that because they introduced that dream sequence in the beginning, I really thought, and honestly. Maybe this is a negative for me, but I don't know. I hate to judge a game based on, here's what I would have done. But I really thought you were going to have another dream where you were going to get to talk to Elizabeth with, like, the dialogue wheel. Mm. Because there were so many of that, so many of those in this game. Uh, and yeah. I really was like, oh, my God, that's such a smart way to, like, talk to Elizabeth. It's like, oh, yeah. she's having a dream, you know? That, yeah. That's got to be third game stuff. And they better. Sure. Gorilla, hire me. I'm available for narrative writing. Yeah. There is... There was a job that was at Gorilla that I could oh, really? have done, but you was have it story writing. No, it was a recruiter at Gorilla, but but it was you had to move to you know Netherlands or where. So why didn't you do it? There it was I was close. Welcome, <laughs> don't worry. Well, after after last hostel, Jules, if you're listening to this, you got to renew your passport. <laughs> um, Okay. Well, yeah. Let's talk about gameplay, or yeah, let's let's let's, talk about some combat. Let's talk about uh, some gameplay stuff. Because honestly, the rest of the story is perfect. So I love love the building of the team. Can we talk? Can we just yeah? I'm putting together a team is so such a great trope. The the, the home base being base having everyone come together for that final. Did you guys do the drink with Aaron at the end? Yeah, I did. That was one of my favorite. That's one of the things that I really liked about the approach to this game is that they really focused on the smaller mm-hmm. moments a lot, and yeah. that was lovely. Obviously, the storyline was Zoe and Aaron, uh, not yeah. Aaron, yeah. Zoe and um, Varl Sass. is amazing. So happy that Varl actually died, and that sounds weird. So let me explain. I hate when games and media don't have the balls. You to hate fake outs. Yeah, yeah totally. and I thought for sure. Where's the fake out? Where's the? If you go to this cavern, there's a serum that you can yeah. get. No, and I love that he died very. Up. Well, like he kind of died unceremoniously. He was just yeah. stabbed and thrown to the side, and you don't see him again. But there was so much buildup going into that mission that was like, "Hey, Varl, thanks for coming along." And I was yeah. like, "He's dead. It's over." Well, there's some, there's, <laughs> there was something particularly like interesting about the fact that like you that that moment happens you think he's dead mm-hmm. then you're you're ushered away to some whole thing you're mm-hmm. you're you have this huge lore dump from from tilda and you almost like forget about varl yeah. and they make you go back to the base like yeah. it doesn't it's not just like a cutscene story continuation like right. you have to go back to the base to to um you mean to... you guys didn't do a side quest between that <laughs> well i oh, no because i'm not a, a fucking sicko that's 
Well, I, I almost, I <laughs> honestly, I, I was, I was a little confused that I had that, but that was so impactful to be like, oh, maybe he actually is alive because we've spent so much time away from right. it, and so going up to it and just like walking to this base and everyone is just defeated. Yeah, that's a really, really, yeah. really good. Well, moment. I think, um, I think that Catullus uh, uh, has one of my favorite like moments for him I, I love that like archetype of a character like the we gotta kill him or whatever yeah. i think he has some sort of line of like why are we just standing here you yeah. know oh man he's great he's in red dead as well that voice actor yeah for the record mm-hmm. i want him in everything i i love yeah, that he guy. was yeah. fantastic he's got a really just great character actor i don't know how you put it but yeah know, voice great, actor at the very least great performances all around when is he gonna be on critical, critical role that's yeah, come on. Do. There's a lot of uh, critical role people in this show. Um, we love you, Ashley. <laughs> we love you, Ashley. We love Halo, you, Robbie. Halo is great. We love you. Oh, yeah. Robbie, Robbie's in Frozen Wilds, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's in this one, too. Oh, he is? What does mm-hmm. he play? Oh, is he just like additional voices? He is someone. Yeah, I forget where. Okay. He's, a, he's like a side mission like. Well, great. We love you, Robbie. And Talison, too, but I didn't recognize him. Oh, okay. Um, love you, Talison. So, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, game... I can't go through all of them and then be like, "Oh, cool, Talison." Like, <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love Talison. Moving on. Yes. Uh, gameplay, uh, like combat stuff. So this is this is where I had probably my second biggest issue mm. was some of the stuff in the not and not overall, but there was some stuff. And to maybe start with that, perhaps. Um, yeah, I definitely have some issues too. But yeah, like I think there was just some like mechanics <clears throat> that I thought were like a little off. Uh, in the way that the buttons were laid out um so like so a couple a couple big things that i'm thinking of and this is maybe nitpicking a little but i felt like um some the because the spear is way more uh impactful in this game which i loved i loved all the like melee combo Mm -hmm. stuff i found myself using that quite a lot i love the like jump off kind of thing but but the spear also does a lot of other stuff it's Mm -hmm. you know it does the um the like overrides on the machines mm-hmm. as it has uh it does the metal flower uh mm-hmm. unlocks um and those same buttons are mapped to stuff that are that have different functions mm-hmm. so i can't tell you how many times i tried to override something or click something but i accidentally ended up swinging the spear yeah or like if i was trying to activate a valor surge and for whatever reason it just swung the spear and i was the valor surges were tricky Um, and and so it's just little stuff like that that i found really frustrating and not like game breaking in any means but i felt like were just a button mapping issue that i thought was was an issue and then and then the second thing there's a lot of like little small glitches in the way that you move and i thought the climbing was awful in this game and for a game that you do a lot of climbing and i do like that they had instead of like the paint everywhere they had the like digital thing you yeah did, like, that was a really source. cool addition. i really like that but i felt like so many times i was like i'm going in this direction and it would jump back and forth and jump back and forth yeah the climbing a couple of times the climbing but... was pretty glitchy i had a lot of issues in cutscenes, and i had weird stuff again the music dropped out mm. weird stuff like that yeah, i know and that's... and very impactful to my appreciation yeah. of the story which is really disappointing and on the control scheme front, there's too much in that D-pad potion menu. You can take stuff out. You can? Yeah. 
Yeah, you can take stuff out. Fuck. Didn't learn that until I watched the IGN review. It's actually. way too much shit. In there. No, I, I agree completely. <laughs> I, it's yeah, I did. I did. I never used the stamina potion. I, I never. I didn't end up using potions anyways because I didn't. And like food and stuff. But like anytime I was trying to go to my horse, I was like like pressing the button over and over again. But like, but yeah, I mean, I know you were. Oh, the other thing too, I know you were playing on performance mode versus um, yeah, resolution gamer mode. Yeah, versus like there's the right mode that we were playing on. <laughs> and then there was the little baby mode My, that Jack the, was playing on. I, many, many people also prefer performance mode. Yeah. No, I know, I know that there, I know that there have been a it lot looks, of visual, it, visual no glitches with performance mode. Like I've heard of that a lot. Honestly, I, to be, so I did a little field testing. And switching between modes, I experienced many of the same glitches in mm. resolution mode. Oh, I interesting. don't think it was because I was playing a performance mode. Uh, I, I really didn't have any major technical issues. A couple of climbing moments, and I think that climbing was awkward in general. I would agree yeah. with that. It seemed, especially in a post-Breath of the Wild era, that seems like, in a little bit of ways, unexplainable mm -hmm. to me. Um, but, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really have any... Technical issues. That's yeah. such a bummer. With I mean, I guess, I guess really, we should make that a, was like we horrifying. We should yeah. make a distinction between, and I, I maybe I'm even using it like a technical glitch being like something that was not designed to happen, like the like the music cutting out. Um, I remember the last melee pit that I went to. The it, the guy was not there. Yeah. It was just a voice. It was it was an, it was there was no figure. It was just a mm. voice coming from a blank screen. Um, we talked about. I think a lot of us had the same issue. Uh, running the escape sequence in Ted Farrow. The like oh, the yes, people damn. going the people like just going standby mode or whatever. Yeah. Those... I had um, machines fall through parts of buildings and I couldn't access. Them. Oh, I I mm. had I had people get stuck in cliffs and I couldn't yeah. shoot them to like end a camp Again, or something like, like that. Not to harp on it, but I really do think this game game regardless of mode just runs a little glitchy like there's, it's just a big game you know yeah yeah and like again not enough to, i mean it, you know four and a half stars is is about as perfect as a game can get in a yeah. lot of ways um, but there was a lot of those moments um kind of similar to zero dawn probably maybe more so just because there's more going on in this game yeah. but then there's so there's the like technical glitches which i had and then there's like design flaws and i would categorize the climbing thing as more of like a design, a design flaw, flaw sure. or the like accidentally triggering a valor surge or accidentally like swinging a, a spear when i yeah. meant to do something else that's a design flaw yeah. that's like not a technical glitch so it was like there was not a lot of both of them but there was enough the of thing each is of they them. were all insignificant by themselves but they added up over yeah. my 40 something odd hour playtime. yeah and that was the problem is that by the end i was just like oh my god like like I can't mm -hmm. get through one scene in this game without running into some kind of graphical weirdness. And I know you've talked about this a lot about how you really appreciate that this game runs its cutscenes like in engine, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I am honestly like, I hope they change that in the third one. I would rather just see a nice little pre-rendered cutscene mm -hmm. because it really was driving me nuts by the end. It was like every cutscene, someone's hair was falling through their body. Some somebody was floating or something, you know, just oh. weird oh, facial tics. Because I didn't have that issue. Why is, and we all have the same PS5 got it at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know I had the same issue with Zero Dawn. Yeah. Weird. People, weird. People. And, and then like, and this again, it's this is like constantly, whenever I turn my PlayStation on, I like smack it. <laughs> to turn it well, on. and then this is like something that like, eventually they ended up fixing over the course of the playthrough, but like the, um, 
the um, fire gleam icons didn't leave the map after I had done them yeah. or the metal flower stuff and that that I th found like kind of annoying in a map that's already like super cluttered because there's a lot going on there yeah. so mm -hmm. just again like it's a lot that added up in that in conjunction with the like story ending knocked it down for me yeah. but like it was a hard it was hard for me to not give this a five, but like I looking was at it, so disappointing. <laughs> I was so upset. Like I but, really wanted but, to. But um, I really loved. Uh, the, we've talked about already, but I think the combat was improved drastically. Yeah. Um, the melee um, with the spear, I loved those um, those melee combos. The way that the machines worked in this game, like the AI was much more pleasing to yeah. me. Like. One of my big complaints in Zero Dawn is that you're often in a room that's too small with a giant machine. Yeah. And even though I did encounter this occasionally where the machine would like leap onto me and mm -hmm. block the camera <laughs> and I couldn't see where I was or yeah. like how to get out of there, for the most part, the machines, the fighting was much more fun because the machines behaved a little more like I would expect them to, where yeah. they don't just throw their whole body across yeah. the room at you. They Except like, for the, the bear gorilla one. That okay. one does, yeah. But it's fun though. I like it. They're, well, there's, yeah. they they really leaned into the like different um, species of machines. Yes. Like like I know that a snake is gonna move differently than you know like Those a dinosaur. Fangs, that is an unbelievable marvel of technical achievement. The way yeah. that it moves that way, the, yeah. the way it slithers and when it like rails. wraps around, like yeah. oh yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, what do you guys think? Because I, you know how in the end of the credits, and I texted you, Robert, about this, but did you catch at the end of the credits how there was special thanks to Kojima and what's the studio? Or is it Kojima Studios or whatever? Yeah, the, the people that did uh, like Death Stranding. Yeah, it was like Metal oh, Gear Solid. H Hideo Kojima. I'm yeah, a gamer. I, I know him. I, um, did not, I did not catch that. Yeah, so they gave a special thing. And you were telling me that it's because they like basically, um, what's the nicer way of saying copy? They, uh, uh, were inspired by the the i think they almost actually know, used the it? same scan. like scan the full the uh, pulse, pulse focus mm -hmm. that's they took they ripped that directly from death stranding so oh okay i want them uh to take a day trip to sucker punch and learn how to do stealth i love stealth in ghost and i think ghost was always with no exceptions fun to find a mongol camp and then yes. work your way through it i hated stealth in this game oh i loved this i thought it took game. way too long i thought there was too many enemies that like w just wouldn't go down like with I, I'd, I'd have like three precision advanced arrows lined at their head and they'd be alive and then alert the entire camp and it's like I, I did the thing yeah the, and i kind of liked how ghost it wasn't hard you press a button and then you auto kill them but it was so satisfying oh so so satisfying so my stealth in forbidden west was all melee based and when you upgrade that that um that skill tree with mm -hmm. melee and you have the valor charge that makes you invisible with the uh and and re uh, vigor reinvigorates or whatever like mm -hmm. the charge yeah. that I found unstoppable and it so I love unstoppable doing that. with humans but if there was a place where there were both mo uh, mm -hmm. machines and humans I found that I found the stealth kills to not be effective with the bigger machines also and this is weird because it's kind of a flex kind of a complaint <laughs> um, they had some very interesting animations for the stealth kills which I appreciated except for so many times I'd be hidden 
and somebody would walk by or come to the edge of a bush, and I'd stealth kill them, and Aloy would flip over their head and then out into the open. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be seen, and it was the end of the stealth encounter from there on, mm. and I, I didn't like that. Um, it, was I, just, it was just weird because I, I compared it so much to Ghost, and yeah. Ghost I loved. It was a little puzzle each time, and it was so goddamn satisfying. And this game, I just didn't do stealth. But at the end, I was like, and I, I guess I did appreciate that you just had to kill the leader of the camp. Because by the end, I just beeline to the the leader. I was like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm just gonna yeah, bash you, his head you in. Yeah, because you could if you upgrade enough, you could stealth kill the leader too. Yeah, yeah. And, and that would that would like end. Well, the... also what you were about you started to say too is that like the ghost stealth is like a little puzzle every mm. time. My only complaint with the stealth of this game is that you get to these bigger bandit outposts, and there's no real route in. You like yeah. you get there's like tall grass outside and then I was would go invisible and walk in and be like there's nowhere to hide in here right yeah so it's like there's no approach to it where you can truly stealth kill your way through the entire thing yeah eventually you're gonna be spotted yes which is fine it just doesn't make stealth a more viable option than like straight combat yeah I felt like um, I felt like in and I might be misremembering this, but in Zero Dawn, I really use the rocks a lot to, yeah. similar to the chimes and Ghost, to get them where I wanted them to go. In this game, they didn't cooperate. And I know like it's not as realistic and all that, but it is a video game. And I would like if I threw a, a rock into the bush. Um, I feel like every time in this game, they would just walk to the edge of the bush, but not into the bush. And then it would always be that thing where if I want to yeah. stealth kill them, I'll do it quietly, but then I'll... I'll you know, cartwheel out into the open. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I almost, I pretty much never use the rocks in mm-hmm. Zero Dawn, and I use them a lot in this one. I used yeah. a lot more traps this time. Yeah. Um, because they did have, they packed a bigger punch, especially when you yeah. get to the elite level traps. Oh my god, yeah. the elite traps with the valor surge that increases the, um, like potency of the yeah. traps or whatever. You could take out any machine. Absurd. And and that's well, that's something else to the plus in the combat side, which is that like in Zero Dawn, I was basically using the bow and maybe like the blast sling. Yeah. This I really genuinely used everything. I used mm-hmm. I used I ended up using the spears more. Mm-hmm. I used the like bolts bolt blaster uh, bolt blaster. Yeah. Towards the end, I got a little more into the bolt blasters. Mm-hmm. Um, I used the bolt blasters a lot. I used the spear, the, uh, the spears, the arrows, the blast so slings, cool. the traps. So like they really because of the the they way really feel like a hunter with a javelin. The way that the machines are designed with all of their various, like, elemental, like, issues, not issues, but the way that they're, like, sensitive to certain elemental things or not, that all made, like, forced me to use everything in a way that I found fun and that I did not find The weapons in in this game were immensely improved. Yeah. Yeah, Especially the different types, like you said. The only one I didn't ever really use is the tripwires. Oh, that's funny. I did. I used the tripwires so much in Zero Dawn, and I never used them in Forbidden. Yeah, I only ever used the traps when it came to that Um, thing. So the and and, uh, I guess the other part of that, and I don't know if this is part of this discussion, but the weapon progression I thought was really good. I remember playing Zero Dawn, feeling like. I got so good so fast and I just you could buy the best weapon pretty much at the beginning like if you went to the right place mm-hmm. this one it took a long time for me to get a weapon that I thought was like good and I was annoyed at it in the like in hindsight like I actually I started playing on hard and then I switched it to normal because I was like so frustrated mm-hmm. um, 
and but by the end i was like destroying and, and i thought mm. i think that's perfect gameplay progression. absolutely yeah mm. the the final boss fight was pretty easy for me because yeah. it was I, a bit of a challenge for me i had yeah. favored the thing is that i so by the end i had a gold blast sling that had acid bombs and then yeah. i had a gold or a purple javelin thrower that had plasma and i scanned that final boss and it was like weak to acid plasma and i was like it's over. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that, you know, I didn't have as good a setup for that last fight, and it definitely was hard for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it was I a, had, a like, good amount. You of really needed like acid and plasma. <laughs> I had like all gold like things. It was great, and I actually, you know, I think that uh, that people think good game design sometimes with this is like scaling the enemies to you, and I think that to an extent that should be the case, but I don't think it's like if you face a slither fang. It should be the same almost every, every time, time versus yeah. like the slither things at the end are harder than the slither right. things you face. So, so in that sense, I thought that was perfect and it really surprised I, me. I really enjoy. I had so much fun uh, right before starting the last mission. I was doing all my final preparations yeah. and I uh, made a point to, you know, upgrade my weapons and I had so much fun hunting for parts, specific parts, yeah. and like going and finding what's the turtle. The snap, uh, snap mom? shell snapper. Stop. I really enjoyed going. Oh, I and like, think of this as a crab. Oh, sure. shell walkers. Yeah, yeah. shell walkers. Oh, I thought. Well, the there's turtle. like a hermit. That's a turtle. What, what's the turtle? Turtle. Is oh no, shell walker is the one that goes under the sand and then pops up. Well, I guess a couple of those the big, that. the big, big boy, big like really the Just hard like ice attacks. Yeah. Oh, the tide ripper. No. No. Shell snapper. I think that's right. It's gotta have shell. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Sorry. The turtle. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're, they're the shell. The hermit crab. The shell that's walker. What I, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm there. It was so fun though, like going and like I didn't even care to kill it per se, but just trying to hit the little pieces on its yeah. shell, and yeah. then really enjoy. I had some very like absurdly, absurdly fun fights with stalkers. Where it, I was like in the jungles, you know, yeah, and, and then I just yeah. whatever, and, I'll, and I'm like putting my bow, and I see them running in the the background, yeah. and then they go invisible. That was like, I wish I was filming it. Yeah, it was like a movie. It was machine so much machine fun. design was really good in Zero Dawn. They stepped it up to another level. It's, yeah. Yeah. and I think a big part of it is the way that they interact interact with the environment. Mm -hmm. was huge. Yeah. like they would do the even the um the burrower like. Just that the first one that you face. Yeah, I, I think it's really funny. I don't know if you guys the re, the watchers were way harder in this game yeah. than they were in Zodan. So it's fun, like going up to my first like watcher and be like, "All right, like what are you doing here at the end game?" And then just getting kind of like yeah. beat up a little bit. Yeah, by them. Um, I really liked uh, the gauntlet runs. I liked all the mm. little side stuff too. Like we've talked about it, but the like relic ruins, like being a yeah. puzzle. Absolute like going favorite through. addition so in this game was the relic so ruins. Just because. So so much of Zero Dawn is like every side quest is like go to XYZ site, kill the, the machines there, yeah. get a reward. And it was so fun that if I was not in the mood for combat, I could log on to that game and be like, I'm going to do a relic ruin and yeah. just, just puzzle. Even and they were very, like those were always like throwing it back to the pre-apocalypse world and like yeah, yeah. the holidays are so cute. Yeah. You know? Even um, the like, um, oh shoot, what are they called? The, um, the triangle icon the iota gemini 
Cauldron? Um, cauldrons. Oh, oh. The way that the cauldrons were designed mm. were so... Loved the cauldrons. So, like, everyone felt unique and interesting. Mm. I loved all of those. I loved all of the side gameplay stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought it was... Most of the side quests were really fleshed out and interesting. Oh. And I, I'll, I'll say, for the record, since it was one of my biggest gripes, um, that I felt there was no narrative justification to do any of that stuff the entire game. But <laughs> it is kind of fixed at the end and it did did what i wanted it to do and it doesn't reset you back before the i was just right. waiting at the yeah. end of that mission to pop up at the campfire on the beach again right. I, I remember I, finishing that being like oh jimmy's gonna like this. i love this yeah. all of a sudden it makes sense to go back and do those other missions yeah. for me um really appreciated I uh, was able to. I, I we've talked about this a lot. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. I'm able to definitely like get rid of, or I'm I'm able to do the side missions uh, th- throughout the game just because I I think I can justify it narratively in my head. But like, um, it, in either way, like they're so well thought out, yeah. so well acted yeah, and performed. Like it's amazing the performances you uh, get. Unbelievable. Like, like you can real like you can really tell that they have like unique actors for yeah. almost all of the characters and, yeah. and the designs of the, and I guess we're, we're sort of dipping a little bit into what I think is our final d- discussion, which Probably, I don't know how, how long, how we've long been have we been talking <laughs> an hour 15. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. okay. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, yeah, I think we can move into like, yeah. like the visuals, like sort of like design, Perfect. design of the yeah. game. Does Should that we do good? wrap up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean the design of the, uh, different encampments and like the real, real succinct distinction between the different like Tanakh tribes or the, the different tribes were so much better. One of my biggest complaints in Zero Dawn is that I never got a hold until like the very end of like the Karja are which ones again mm-hmm. and like the Azram are what and then this one for some reason. Honestly, I, I've made fun of it a lot as we talked about it, but I think it was a genius move on their part to have when you talk to the Utaru. Yeah. All they fucking talk about is like, may the land blossom in your steps, mm-hmm. you know, and like good harvest, you just yeah. the, every character you meet is repeating these isms about mm-hmm. we're farmers, we're vegetarians, we believe in plant life. When you talk to an Asaram every single time, they're just like, by the forge, you yeah. know, it's hot out today. Like, you repeat all these things over and over again, so it really helped. And the Tanakh with the, by the ten, you know, yeah. by yeah. the wings of the ten, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, really yeah. helps you keep track of it. But it didn't, it felt, it was broad strokes, but it worked. Well, not not only was it like a unique identifier, but I bought into it where they're like, "You may you fly with the wings of the." Of course, like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah! yeah. Like I, I will fly in you as well. Yeah, yeah. and also I, with you. Yeah. I uh, I also really had fun um, dressing for the occasion, not yes. for the stats. And so, like, <laughs> oh, totally. if I was trekking through the desert, I'm in my like Osiram gear. Absolutely. Or if I'm in the jungles, I'm going Aztec. Like, whenever <laughs> I did a cauldron, I would put on Osiram gear because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on all yeah. this scrap, you know. Yeah. I think I did, uh, I think for the last mission, I put my Nora gear on because I'm like, it's time to bring it oh, home. Oh, like, I forgot to tell you guys, I when I was doing all my wrap-up side quests before I went mm-hmm. through Gemini and everything, the very last thing I did was I went back to the arena and got the the uh, gold Nora Sentinel oh, yeah. armor because it's like, I'm going into the last mission in full Nora gear, you Gotta know? Nora. I put the Nora Sentinel face paint on. Hell like, yeah. yeah, I definitely... 
you know, did stuff like that. It was funny because I actually, in the gameplay, like, I thought the weapons were really well designed and balanced. I thought the outfits, I never paid attention to, like, what their stats or skills no. were or the weaves or anything I like that. I wish that they'd go for just a more, like, play dress Purely up. aesthetic. Pure aesthetic, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I spent maybe 10 of my 90 hours of Red Dead just dressing him up. Making yeah. Him, making him a fun cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima has it 100% right with the, like, it is dress up. Yeah, There's, yeah. like, mild things. It's like, this one's a little stealthier. You yeah. know, this one's a little tougher. Well, it, the Ghost does the same thing that, actually, Horizon does, where you attach, um, you attach um, weaves to yeah. the outfit. And I think if you split that up and say, like, at the start of the game, you have one weave that you can put that is carried with your person, and it doesn't matter, like, what, um, doesn't matter what outfit you're right, wearing. Yeah. Do you have that weave? That, I think that's, like, it. An easy solution, but yeah, it's nice that you can customize almost anything, you know, to suit your needs. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, but otherwise, maybe one of the more beautiful games I've played in terms of like the close-ups are incredible. On yeah, these, on the faces, scenery okay. stuff. Yeah, does mm-hmm. this the, the biomes that you go? That through. was yeah. We I touched on it earlier, but the the map was much more interesting this time around. Totally. There were. There were things in the distance that I would see and be like, what's that? Like, I want to walk over there, which is the thing that Zero Dawn lacks for me. It's just kind of, like, barren looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, um, the uh, the Hive Bandit Camp, like, I saw yeah, in the distance. Right. I was like, what's that? Like, I have to walk over well, there. Well, the, the load distance, like, the, the render yeah. distance yeah. is insane. Like, you're really seeing shit from super far away. Best looking water and oceans. The water in, is unbelievable. The yeah. water, the sands, the like the, the yeah, oh, snow God. is amazing. Oh yeah, and 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 then kind of to that, like the audio design as well. Um, not, well, I mean, I think the balance of the audio is like really, really good in terms of like the machines that you hear and all that stuff. And I know you can tweak that a little bit. I had to fiddle with it a lot, but only because I often feel that this game does. The, it has like one mistake in the audio design for me, which is that. It doesn't know how to prioritize things. Um, there in the uh, oh, the long right. Tilda scene where you're talking to her, mm-hmm. there's a uh, a wide moss site below, <laughs> yeah. and you hear the machine stomping the whole time. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Where you're sitting like, at the breakfast, like yeah, look, and it's yeah. like, can't you just turn that down for this scene? Well, I think that's actually part of the which I'll say as a negative that in engine thing where it's like it's that i i ultimately i love that and i think that's the better move for sure from like a visual like consistency but that happened a couple of times where you would like hear certain things like in different areas so like it's totally a middle ground in between because i know we talked about this with kina bridge of spirits that the cinematics are jarringly different yeah Mm. there has to be a middle ground like there has to be a way to render these scenes so they're not running glitchy and that they're not doing weird things like that with the audio without it looking too crazy different, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't have as many like of those like cutscene issues that you guys had, but I did have any time I would um, turn my focus on, it would amplify the sounds of creatures or machines. Well, I think it's supposed to do that, right? Sometimes it'd be like, all of a sudden, I'm like, they're right behind oh. me. And then I turn around and there's like, I don't see anyone. And then I look, oh, I'm like, weird. oh, yeah, barely off in the distance. And they sounded, they were like a little too, it was a little too, it was too jarring. But, sure. uh, the only the only thing in the like sound design that I will shoot whoever did this is the, we've talked about this, the mount whistle. Oh my God. <gasps> that <laughs> person does not love themselves. <laughs> Just like... turn that shit down like, 50%. Oh, and the other audio thing that I really hate is they, they need to cut back about 50% of the um, 
the sound bites as you walk through a village because they all overlap and you can't hear anything. Oh, I love that. I love the just, nondescript kind of I like... love those. It's just that you, when you're walking through a settlement, if you walk even a little fast, you just start to hear like, that's the Norgar. And then she went over there by the wings mm-hmm. of the tent. It's like, one at a time, one at a time. Like, the only time I didn't like that is when, like, you would engage in a conversation sort of, like, unintentionally, and then you would go into, like, a scripted, like, name and you would thing, hear and you would, you would be talking on top of the yeah. talking that's already happening. They just need to do a little balancing of just, like, you don't, I don't need a hundred of these bites. I yeah. just need one or two as I'm walking in where it's, like, one person being, like, that's the Nora girl. And then the rest can be Walla, and yeah. then the person you talk to, you know? I, I would like, uh, and I mentioned this a couple times in my playthrough, I wanted way more of the Flashpoint options. Yeah, they were five nice. the entire game. Yeah. Oh, I kind of, and we've talked about this, but I really liked that they, and I, um, uh, the side stuff, like the Relic Ruins, the Gauntlet Runs, the, all the like side things, yeah. I loved that there was more variety but yeah. less of each individual one yeah. i actually i there was there were times where I'm like oh i wish i had more of this but like nothing's worse than the like ghost like shrine thing where yeah. they're just doing the same thing like a million times so i i definitely wanted some more of those but ultimately i think like it's better to have better quality stuff yeah. um and i just want to mean to my friends a few more times <laughs> i feel that there should be a flashpoint every main quest I, that's what i was thinking as well just one just one every main quest because i i mean nothing made my probably my favorite moment of um zero dawn was getting to do a flashpoint when you kill uh the main eclipse guy yeah has the well and there was um dialogue there was that it wasn't really technically a flashpoint but there was that side quest where you could choose which side to be on mm. of the uh, water dispute and to not oh i love that that was really cool and you can choose to kill regala or not you know? oh, oh yeah wow. i fucking murdered her i yes. killed her yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. i was like well, i'm not making the same mistake twice this, the game yeah. has told me 15 times that the mistake was that you should have killed listen her. yeah you know 100%. these heroes these days too much of a pacifist energy for me. Sometimes you gotta kill some people. I tend to play Aloy more on the heart brain side than the fist, but Mm-mm. that one felt really right totally. where it was like she's learned from the mistake of how much death him sparing Regala cause, and it's like if I can put this down with one. You gotta be hardcore. I, I wonder, she can't kill Regala, how is she ever gonna kill Nemesis? That's I wonder I wonder if they're I wonder if they're like what I, I haven't looked at this, maybe I should like what her role, Regala's role is in the end game. If you yeah, let her live. That's a good point. Cause like Oh yeah. Cause like that was what they said, like, oh we'll help you. And then she said like she's I I did the option that's like up. I did the option that's like it's hard to tell, right? Like they give yeah. you the first one and I was like, I'm probably gonna kill her, but I wanna see what happens if I do mm. the like it's hard to tell thing and they're like, make the choice already or whatever she says and I killed her very quickly. But I yeah, I I really liked with um, those flash points in the first game as well. And I know that this is like gonna be so different for everyone, so it's not gonna necessarily resonate with you per se but i really liked in that first game who's the guy that you first noticed the focus on in zero dawn oh oh um uh, that guy yeah the very least the bald guy yeah yeah. you get what i think is the main um that were the first flashpoint of that game or first big decision is whether or not you kill him uh when you find him yeah and i chose to kill him because i've played aloy with the fist every time and I really enjoyed how, for that one, Aloy was like, 
like, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't let you live. You've done too much. And then, again, by the end of that game, she's, like, fucking taunting the Eclipse guy on the way out. Like, you're a slave to your religion. And yeah. It was so baller. And in this game, too, I'm like, I like playing Aloy with some fire. Well, so like, I feel like Aloy, to me, spared that, should have spared that guy. And mm-hmm. I like his stuff. But Regala was, like, such a clear thing for me. So, what would you find? <laughs> does she die the next scene? Nope. Oh. She comes with you to the Far Zenith base and is in the final mission with you wow. and then dies under oh. the final mission. What? How did she die? Uh, just one of the stalkers or something. Or not the stalkers, the, um, you know, the robots gets her. But, like, uh-huh. it's like the idea is... I mean, that's amazing. That's really... She goes back to the base with you and becomes part of your team. Um, mm. And it says, Chief Hikaro... Uh, if you spare her, she says, I just want to destroy, like, Farzenith, basically. I promise I'll help you. And Hakara's like, she's never lied. You know, she'll do it. And you trust her, and people are skeptical. And then she she gets, like, the warrior's death. Yeah. yeah. But that's crazy that she goes with they, you. They couldn't, they couldn't afford her for another game. To, to oh, she has to die. Yeah, Angel Bass is like, I'm only doing one. Like, don't be stupid. Um... Well, maybe we can, because I know we didn't, we haven't really talked about it, but perhaps end on a, a unanimously positive thing. I'm assuming, which is the score of this game. <sighs> that is song, incredible. that song, incredible. The uh, intro and outro of this game were. I and beautiful. them playing it when you go to um, what's it called, uh, Gemini. When you're yes. all on the yep, chargers, yep, 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 that yep, yep. was really good. And I love the. That's when I knew I was like, someone's dying. <laughs> I, I, forget, I forget where it is, but with the oh yeah, when you're when you're all riding together to Gemini. And, and he, she like, like I would not to sound so jaded, but I was literally like, Barl's gonna die. I know it. He's the only one. He's the only one come that comes with you. Beta has to live for plot reasons. She's got plot armor on. I'm like it's good, and then there's like this thing where you you look at each other on chargers, and yeah. the song is swelling. Like, I, I hate it here. <laughs> like, See, I bet that in the alternate timeline where he doesn't shave that beard, he lives. Yeah, I, I'm sure when he shaved, they had a butterfly in the corner. Yeah, and- butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the the song, the like the choir that plays in um, the oh the chorus, yeah, the, the chorus. Song. Oh, yeah, that was so amazing. The uh, the actress who plays Zoe, I don't know who she is. I don't remember her name, but she has a really lovely singing voice too. And um, I assume it was the same actress who did the singing. But the um, the grave singer song that she sings for yeah. the land god and yeah. for Varl at the oh, end is she's fucking pregnant too. Um, I mean, yeah. we, that I I uh, destroyed destroyed me. <laughs> that that moment was very good. It's so yeah. I think that's good. super good. And especially because they did the whole thing with the, uh, we talked about this off uh, mic, but the the idea of them, forgive me, planting this bit with Utaru where it's like, after death, new life, after death, new life. So when it happened, it felt so right, you yeah. know, and yeah. oh my God, it was so good. What I really liked of the Utaru, uh, so uh, minor, but I really liked in their culture how they get the seeds at birth and then they yeah. plant the tree on their death. Can't wait to get Baby Varl. <laughs> have little seeds Ugh, around his neck. Baby Varl, oh my god! Don't. We can't oh talk about gosh. it. <laughs> Too emotional. Um, cool. So, what do we think? Uh, some some conclusion yeah, wrap up sure. kind of thing. Let's go reverse order. Yeah, I can start first this time. Um, this game is amazing. I mean, it's so well done. It's so thoughtful. Um. And I'll be, we'll be doing small write-ups as well for this that we'll post. And um, 
I the thing I really want to talk about and I'll hint at here is that I really appreciate thematically that this game became really interested in talking less about existential threats and more about the existential threats that are caused by individuals, which I think is like a really relevant theme right now, just like in the being a person on planet Earth. Mm. And I thought they really handled it thoughtfully and really had something interesting to say about it. Minor story tweaks that unfortunately still put it on a 4.5 along with graphical stuff and some gameplay things. But again, like it's so good and i probably can't remember the last time i had this much fun like when you guys finished i really was like i don't want to stop i was like i don't want to i don't want to be over this to be over and i was really sad to finish this game honestly but you know all good things come to an end but yeah it's it's an amazing game 4.5 yeah um it, it really exceeded a lot of expectations that i had for um zero dawn which was a game that I loved so much and really was my first foray into PlayStation exclusives. Um, I guess Spider-Man technically, but... Um, yeah, remember Z- your roots. <laughs> <laughs> Zero Dawn was really my first foray into play- PlayStation exclusives and it, it's so well-crafted and Forbidden West exceeded all of the issues that I had, even fixed things or like made things better that I didn't think need any fixing. Um, ultimately, uh, you know, I thought, I think it didn't trip at the end, but it, it staggered a little bit for me. And with some of the game, uh, play mechanic type issues that are a result of probably a rush development process and a pressure to release as well as yeah. just the general scope of the game being so big. Um, you know, so I think it could have been fixed, but I don't like put a huge blame on the development team for anything like this, but ultimately one of my favorite games i've played in a long time easy yeah. 4.5 for me wish it could be a five but still really incredible all that rushing and development only to release a week before elden ring oh, oh god <laughs> this, what a what a bummer the, for that. I, horizon needs to plan their third game not anywhere close to a yeah. popular game because no. between breath of the wild and elden ring they really got screwed with release yeah. dates and now you know five years from now they'll have to release next to breath of the wild 2 <laughs> it's probably going to be like the next like elder scrolls game or like yeah. gta 6 or something like that oh my god <laughs> gta 6 that's gta gonna... 6 wow oh my god talk about different messages in games um yeah fingers crossed actually red dead 3 i'll take that oh, wow. I'll take that. oh my god. but oh my god sophie's choice uh, we'll have to i'll do a split, yeah. split eyes play both games at the same no, no, time. it's easy the, the plan is laid out you download your consciousness into another a mechanical being and then right. you, digital uh, immortality yeah, right. you can play red dead and you can play her or whatever honestly we're gonna have to divide and conquer yeah <laughs> some two people will play red you guys will play red dead i'll play horizon if they it. if they release these games at the same time i'm quitting my job <laughs> wherever it is uh sorry go, go ahead yeah Jimmy. um i uh yeah i this is such a unique game for me because it is um, there. There are a lot of flaws to talk about. It is uh, a game that proves that uh, a game can be perfect without being flawless. Um, I think ultimately there are so many aspects of this game that are at, at the highest level, um, whether it's music or visuals or story. And I stand by that story in, entirely. Um, and I think that all of us can agree that even if the story didn't stick the landing for you guys, like. They're telling a unique and interesting story here. Like this, I still is, appreciate the swing. Right, it is such a cool 
such a cool game, such a special game. I'm really happy that I've been able to play it. Um, and uh, yeah, I am confident in my decision of a five out of five. I um, I can't think of uh, many other games that do video games as well as this one. Excellent. Great game. Took us a long time uh, collectively between this, but we'll be back next week. We'll be, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, exciting things to come, and I ho- hopefully the the franchise in its third um, rendition delivers just as much. Yeah. Yeah. Drop in the comments what you want the title of the third one to be because that's our <laughs> that's our discussion yeah, right now. That 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 would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lads Who Pod. If you're interested in keeping up with the lads, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Lads Who Game and can read our more detailed analysis of this game and more on our website, ladswhogame.com. And if you enjoyed the discussion, please subscribe and give us a rating while you're at it. Maybe even tell your friends about us. And if you don't think you have any friends, you're wrong because the lads are your friends.